0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. Today we're going to talk to the Salvation Army about a couple of things. We're going to talk to Chris Cooey and Hope Hickman. Do a little roundtable phone call, but we're going to talk about the homeless situation in Lacrosse, what they're doing, anything new that the Salvation Army is doing, and also a little bit about the Afghan, not the refugee situation at Fort McCoy, but what the Salvation Army is doing to help people at Fort McCoy that are coming in from Afghanistan. So if you have questions, maybe some comments, while that phone call is happening here in a couple of minutes, I'm going to get to Brad in the news early. Hey, Brad, I'm going to get to you early, Um, so I, I can have them because i only get them for the first half of the hour they got meetings they got meetings in the late evening um so if you got questions 608-785-7914 shoot me a text right now after that we could talk about fix the roads uh it's one of those things that probably do an entire show on and i probably wouldn't even have to talk but uh there's a couple of things that happened in the board of public works meeting yesterday morning about roads, road one about fixing the roads, the other one is kind of the opposite, really. <laughs> uh, and, and we can get into that the bottom half of the hour the lacrosse street situation. I think everyone can complain. Everyone that drives down lacrosse street by campus can complain that it's not the greatest. But that's a state highway, so it's not up to the city, even though the city has done patchwork on that area. It's not up to the city to fix that. we got to wait for the state, and uh, so we could just blame. Well, Governor Evers is the governor now, right? So we just blame him. Or we can commend him for fixing it next year. We could do that. He's good good timing, though, right? No? Is it good timing? If he gets it fixed before the election, good timing. 608-785-7914. 608-785-7914. So come next year we're going to be rerouting. We're not going to be able to go down lacrosse street. Uh going to be rerouted down Main Street. The other, the other thing the board, the Board of Public Works voted down. They've done this a couple of times. And lacrosse Fire Chief Ken Gilliam will be on Thursday. And we can talk about this again. We talked about him, talked about it with him before, but just the idea of putting speed bumps on some of the streets just outside of downtown lacrosse 10th street a street we're just going to put some speed bumps there because people are apparently driving too fast so the answer is speed bumps i want to say that i tried to google map it because i don't know off the top of my head even though i drive down king street all the time at 100 miles an hour uh i want to say that there's traffic circles there didn't we spend millions of dollars put traffic circles or yeah traffic circles not roundabouts there so uh just adding Adding speed bumps to uh, everyone's car driving needs, so to speak. I don't know. Speed bumps just never the. I don't think speed bumps are ever the answer. There's some speed bumps by Kohl's. There's some speed bumps behind on the road, like in that Kohl's area. And then, but in between, like Kohl's and what is it, Hobby Lobby? There's weird speed bumps there too, which seem just kind of annoying. If you ever use that secret passage to get. Places in Lacrosse, maybe that's why there's speed bumps because I'm using it as a secret passage. Uh, all right, I want to get to Brad in the news so I can talk to the Salvation Army a little bit longer before they go to go to their meeting. So here we go. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Make that the text line for now because Krista Cooey. With the Salvation Army, she's the director of social, social services. With the Salvation Army of Lacrosse, she's on with me right now. We want to talk a little bit about uh, everything. I guess you know what you're doing. Uh, it's winter is coming. I, I throw the Game of Thrones line out there. You probably hear that a thousand times uh, a <laughs> yeah. season, Krista. But uh, you know, winter's coming. The homeless population. Obviously, if you drive, even if you drive over the bridge and look over there, you can see a lot of tents and and whatnot on the um, on I- Isle of Plume or w- whatever. I don't know if it's Isle of Plume. Now I'm just the, the park name escapes me at the moment, Houska but Huska, there it is. Uh, yeah. But but first of all, can you can you just ass, can you give the, the the audience? Can you assess the the situation with homelessness in Lacrosse with the audience real quick?
1: Um, yes, I I can do my best um, at least from the Salvation Army standpoint and the role that we play in the community and what we see. Yeah. Um, I think each agency has a little bit different of an idea. Um, But yes, Huska Park, um, as many know, um, is a place where the city designated that unsheltered individuals can go to, um, a place where the police are not, uh, you know, kicking people out or, you know, um, having them move on or, you know, having to move to different streets if they're uh, utilizing their vehicles as shelters. And so it has definitely made homelessness much more visible. Um, We recently had um, what's called a pit count, which is a point-in-time count, and that is uh, local agencies will go out and try to assess how many unsheltered individuals are in our community at that point in time, and so we just did that in July, and the results of that, um, the majority of individuals were at Huska Park, uh, is that we encountered 90 Individuals, um, and we're thinking that there's a handful of individuals that we did not make contact with that night. So I would say that it's safe to assume that Lacrosse County has roughly a hundred unsheltered individuals right now that we're that we're working with.
0: When when you do that count, do you when you say ninety people? Do, do, first of all, you do it at night because a lot of people are like during the day they'd be out and about, so they're kind of gathering that area at night. And then is that ninety number just from Huska Park?
1: That is not just from Huska Park. That is from all over in La Crosse County. And so basically we work with outreach teams, the police department, and various agencies in the community that kind of know where the encampments are or where people might be staying. And we go around um, and check parking garages streets, different places like that, looking for unsheltered individuals and making contact with them.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, besides, you know, just going and I'm I'm imagining like an umpire with their clicker and clicking how many people (laughs) you see, uh, what you, you don't just do that. You, can you just explain you, you go and talk to the, the, these people and what, what's the conversation like?
1: Yeah. And it's honestly, I would say it's a combination of what you're envisioning. And then, yes, um, make, making contact and just asking people, you know, are you interested in shelter? Are you receiving services? Are you working with any agencies? Can we connect you with somebody? Um, finding a little bit about what their homeless story is like. Um, are they recently homeless? Um, is it something that just happened? Is there is there any way that we can help? Are there any supplies that they need? Um, things like that. And then we'll mark down who they are, where they might be staying, if there's a way to contact them, and try to provide resources from that point going forward, or even just reconnect if it's somebody that's maybe fallen out of different resources.
0: What so. kind of what kind of reception do you get from from the most of these people? I don't. Is the reception often positive? Do they like they want help? Do they give you uh, a lot of the information, or do they just kind of want to be left alone more more
1: often than not? Um, you know, I would say it's a really good combination of both. Um, most individuals who are not newly homeless are very familiar with our resources already and are already connected um, and maybe just want some follow-up or maybe we'll say, yeah, actually I could use, you know, some some hand warmers or, you know, <laughs> different things like that. Um, and we'll let us know. And there, there are a large population that, nope, we're good. You know, we, we know where to get things if we need them.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're speaking with Krista Coe. She's the Director of Social Services at the Salvation Army of La Crosse. Um, all right, coming. It's, it's getting to be winter. Do you guys at the Salvation Army, do you have a, anything different planned? I, if, the, if the population is at 90, 100, was what was the population last year? Was it similar or was it harder to count because people weren't all in one place?
1: I would say it was. it's a little bit more difficult to count when people aren't all in one place. Um, But I think COVID has also had a, a large impact because many of our families and individuals who maybe were doubled up or staying with relatives or friends, couch surfing, those types of scenarios, people are less likely to do that in a COVID situation because you don't want somebody coming and going from your home when you're trying to keep your loved ones safe. And so I think that's been a really large impact. And then now, as you can see with the eviction moratorium, um, ending and, and issues with just people losing their incomes from COVID and things like that. I think that's also aided in an increase. Um, but I I honestly could not tell you if there truly has been an increase in the number of homelessness or if it's just an increase in the visibility of homelessness. I, I, I truly could not make that, that assumption and, and vocalize that. Um, But our plans um, are relatively staying the same. Um, We still have to adhere to different COVID guidelines and things like that within shelter, which makes our shelter numbers a little bit less. Um, But Catholic Charities, Salvation Army, and a few of the other agencies have been attempting to work with the city, I'd say since about mid-July, on a sheltering plan, knowing that winter is coming. Um, Because, as I'm sure many are aware, there are American Rescue Plan. Um, dollars coming into the community or ARPA funds, as many people are calling them. And so there there have been requests put in to increase hotel vouchers for Salvation Army and to open the warming center early to try to help alleviate Huska Park and get individuals in sooner, um, which helps us get ahead on trying to get people housed prior to winter. Um, and so Again, we're working with the city, but we don't have anything solid yet on on what the city is willing to commit to for that.
0: So, is that a point of contention there? Because you like we're getting close to, you know, having to to make some decisions here. And if you don't know what the city is going to do, then you kind of have to go ahead on what you have available to you, right?
1: Yes, I would say we are definitely, as social services agencies, holding our breath a little bit, Um, which is. You know, I wouldn't say that necessarily the city is dragging its feet or anything like that. It really has to do more with the availability of funding and how soon they can start releasing those ARPA funds. And so it's it's more of a of a dollars game than it is, you know, a, a waiting game for somebody to give the approval. So,
0: all right, uh, so we're speaking with Krista Cowie, director of social services at the Salvation Army of the Cross. Um, Something that I believe is new. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but do you? And you know, we we talked uh, maybe it was a year ago with Catholic Charities about opening a resource center, and the the neighborhood kind of voted it down, and it never happened. Uh, but it sounds like I don't know if, if it's a Salvation Army resource center, but it sounds like a resource center will be opening up soon.
1: Yes. Um, so this is very exciting. The the community. Um, or the, I would say that the social services community or collaborative to end homelessness has been making strides towards the idea of a community resource center um, centralized around housing-type emergencies um, and, and just supportive services. And there's been a few attempts at, at this, but the YWCA, in partnership with Agencies like Cooley Cap, Catholic Charities, ILR, New Horizons, Salvation Army, um, and other nonprofit um, entities have been successful in securing some Housing and Urban Development or HUD special project funding, which will allow us to hopefully October 1st is the tentative open um, soft opening date for clients of a collaborative resource center where individuals who are having any sort of housing emergency maybe they're about to become homeless or they already are homeless or maybe need help with utilities or you know anything can come to one place and have access to multiple agencies and a place where instead of having to run around town to the different places can just stop in one place and have their needs met and if not can be directed exactly to where they need to go and connected with resources. And so this is a, a huge win for the social services community.
0: Where where will this be? Uh, did I miss that? So I don't know.
1: This will be in the old Mayo Behavioral Health Building that's kitty corner to the YMCA on the corner of 11th and King.
0: 11th and King. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so October 1st, soft opening, and then, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, yes, how... we will
1: be having a grand opening event. I believe it is on October twelfth, from four to seven p.m. Um, and it, it, that should be hitting the news and the papers here. I would imagine in the next week or so.
0: Whatever, it's going to hit the news tomorrow, Krista. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> well, it
1: is now. So yeah, for sure. Come down and check us out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, how how difficult is it to to get everyone on board? Uh, to, to cl- collaborate on something like this and, and to have it, because it sounds like we've tried before and it's f- fallen through maybe because neighborhoods don't want, don't want stuff like that in their area, but near their homes, I guess.
1: Uh, yes. I, I would say, you know, with any type of huge collaboration like that with multiple agencies, there are some difficulties, but we all have a very similar vision and are very passionate and huge advocates for our clients and our our homeless community, and so I would say, that largely it has been very easy to move forward because we all want the same thing, and that is solutions for ending homelessness. And and that has made everybody work together in, in a way that I could not have imagined seeing our community come together.
0: Who gets the power in that building? Who's going to be the czar? Are you going to, are you going to take over as the czar when, when you it, get in there?
1: It is not me. I do not want that responsibility. <laughs> the YWCA... Um, will be the lead agency headed by Lauren Journal and she has been doing a fabulous job.
0: Um, wh- along with that, the... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the, it's called the... What are we calling it? The REACH Center, something like that?
1: Yes, yeah, that which will be announced. REACH, and I wish that I would have had my notes in front of me. <laughs> um, it stands for something along the lines of resources, advocacy, education, and, uh,
0: collaborative homelessness
1: uh, in some, it, <laughs> it's something with hope. I'm oh, so okay. sorry. Oh, hopefully Warren's not going to listen to this <laughs> and scold me for not knowing.
0: Well, I'll, you, you can, if you, if you figure it out later, just shoot me a text and, and I'll, when I write this up later, I'll put it in. Um, all right. So you know, with that, I guess you know when when you talk about winters coming, people can stay in the Salvation Army. It's going to be a little bit less, obviously, because COVID. You got to do the the social distancing. Are there people staying at the Salvation Army now or year round, or do people stay there at any time, or is it yes, just? Winter? We
1: are we are a twenty four hour shelter, um, and we have on uh, usually an average of about forty individuals in the shelter at any given time. And currently uh, are averaging between 10 and 12 hotel room um, vouchers at any given time. So we have 10 to 12 families utilizing hotel vouchers. Um, unfortunately, that is the one our hotel voucher and uh, program will be running out of funding and ending at the end of September, beginning of October. And that is what we have Um, Presented to the city to ask to replenish, um, so that we can have an additional nine to twelve months of hotel voucher funding, so we can essentially have double the amount of sheltering capacity.
0: Do you ask the county for any of this stuff as well, or is the county doing its own thing with other groups? Because I I don't know. They are
1: they are doing their own um, uh, funding type projects. Um, and they are not committing their dollars until later in the year. Um, they have set different, um, different pillars within the community of, of things that they want the funding to go towards. And so that funding just isn't available right now where the city is attempting to release funds um, as soon as maybe October 1st or November if they can get it out the door. And so that's why we're focusing on the city right now.
0: When, when we talk about the, the homeless population being a little bit more visible because they're obviously most of them are at Huska Park we can see the tents, we can see them out there. I've walked around out there and actually talked to a couple of people. They're pretty nice if anyone wants mm-hmm. to come up and, you know, they're just people, they're just homeless. Um, yeah. is, is a situation like that where they're all in one place better for people that are homeless because they can kind of help each other out or or worse? I guess because maybe there's maybe maybe fights break out if if uh, they're out there together.
1: Um, I I would say there are benefits and challenges to both, but I would say that, that the challenges outweigh um, when it, when you have encampments such as Huska Park, it makes it really easy for kind of like what you're talking, the fights breaking out. Um, there's a place where. People can target vulnerable individuals. We start to see a rise in violence, trafficking of different sorts, um, things like that. Um, and so it, it, we usually like to do scattered site living, no matter what it is, if it's sheltering, if it's permanent supportive housing, if it's anything like that, um, even, you know, different income level units, scattered site is much better. Um, but, kind of what you were saying yes there's there's more support it's definitely easier for social services agencies to find individuals you have to go one place and you can make connections with you know up to 70 80 90 people however many people are in the park instead of looking all over so there are advantages to and disadvantages but i i would say it's not the safest situation down there by any means
0: all right, so yeah, it just seems like if they're all in one place, they, they there's a sense of community there too, as well, where mm-hmm. they can kind of help each other, and and then when groups like you, if you want to deliver stuff out there, I don't know if you do that, but if you if they needed, you know, whatever you want to send supplies out there, then then you know that hey, we if we go here, we're going to hit a, a pretty big portion of the people, um, and yeah. and that must that stuff must happen at the Salvation Army, and you said you have forty people there at any given time, and averaging. Is that like per night, 40 people stay there about at night?
1: Yes, and we are open all day long, so anybody who is staying with us is welcome to be inside 24 hours. And that's more of a change with COVID. It used to be that individuals would come and go throughout the day, um, and especially for meal programs. But with COVID, you are welcome to be indoors if you are checked in 24 hours. That way, if you don't feel comfortable or safe going out, you don't need to, and it helps um, hopefully reduce the rate of covid spread which i shouldn't even say knock on wood um so far um we have had since the very beginning of covid we have had four separate cases of covid that have been isolated quickly it was two last year and we have had two families this year so far and and that is it and so what we're doing is working, um, and we're just praying that it stays working. So, so, since
0: since the pandemic, you only had four COVID cases. That's pretty good.
1: Yes, we are very fortunate, especially in a communal living situation, what? because once once it gets in, you know, just like your hospitals, your nursing homes, different things like that. Once it's in, it's very hard to to stop. And so I, we, we, can, we cannot thank uh, the county health department, Gunderson Population Health um, have been huge supporters. And I think a, a big reason for why we have been able to stay so safe.
0: Uh, what, what is capacity? You say 40 at any time. Is there What is normal capacity and what capacity are you running at now?
1: Um, so normal capacity is around, I would say, 55. It, it really va- varies because we have family rooms um, so it's hard to utilize 100% of the beds because if we have a family of three and a bedroom of five, mm-hmm. um, but 40 is where we have been hovering and have been comfortable with being able to have a, a quarantine room so that anybody checking in can go through a small quarantine period where they're tested, um, on a semi-regular basis, and then can move into, um, out of the quarantine room in with everybody else.
0: So... And- and then just last thing before I let you go, Krista, just, you know, people that want to stay at the shelter, are there, are there pretty strict, uh, do you, do you guidelines do you, do you have to have, like you, I, I would imagine you have to be sober, but do you have to have no record or anything like what are the, the, the rules to, to being able to stay with you guys?
1: Yeah. So sobriety, um, is not one that rule went away quite a few years ago, um, so our rules are you have to be able to care for yourself independently. You cannot be like a nursing home or assisted living type level of care because we do not have trained medical professionals on. Um, you cannot have an obvious history of violent crimes. Um, so that, I mean, that, that's kind of your higher, you know, threatening officials, strangulation, suffocation, holding people against their will, like those types of things that mm-hmm. kind of make you go, oh, whoa. Um, and you cannot be on, um, on the sex offender registry um, for higher-level sexual offenses. And those two reasons are because we support uh, families with children um, and domestic violence um, cases. And so it, it's a Salvation Army-wide policy for shelters um, if you're housing families. Um, and as far as substance use, you you can be under the influence. What we ask is that there is no substances used or sold on the property. Um, but if you do come in and you are at a level of um, being under the influence to the point where we think you might be a danger to yourself or others, then we will do more of a welfare check um, and have you screened and cleared by Gunderson first before checking in. That those are our those are the only uh, stipulations that we have.
0: Okay. All right. That's Krista Coey. She's the director of social services at the Salvation Army of La Crosse. Um, I think I, th- I wanted to get to the, the Afghan thing, but I'll just mention that uh, there's a registry at Walmart if anyone wants to through the Salvation Army, right? You kind of go uh, yeah. if you want to help evacuees at Fort McCoy through, from Afghanistan.
1: Something that we would say is that um, if you can make a monetary donation that is really highly valued right now because that goes right to Fort McCoy and making sure that they can make purchases as the needs arise.
0: Okay. And this is Hope I'm talking to? Yeah.
1: Right. Sorry about that. No, it that's fine. I,
0: I, that's all right. That's Hope Hickman, a community relations specialist. Hope, if you want to, if you wanna, I think I emailed uh, a couple of different avenues on the Salvation Army. If you want to email information from the afghan thing or just a link uh, I, I could put it up but i appreciate you both coming on thank you so much
1: absolutely thank you for having us
0: all right bye we'll be back all right welcome back lacrosse talk pm 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here appreciate the salvation army Krista akui coming on and and talking about where we're at with the homeless situation uh, down at Huska Park, which I couldn't remember. I was looking over there today. I walked through there a couple of times, just chit chat with some people. It's always kind of uncomfortable because I want to take some pictures of of what it looks like down there. I don't, but I don't want to get anyone's face per se. Just I don't want to expose anyone like that. And then also it's it's kind of I feel like I'm impeding on their personal space a little bit, but hey, I'm just going to take some pictures. You're your, your all homeless, and, and I'm going to take pictures of you, which feels like, it doesn't feel the greatest. Uh, but when people come up and ask me what I'm doing, that's that's what I tell them, and I try to explain to them. I'm not trying to get them in the picture per se, not trying to get their face in the picture. I just kind of want a general overview of, of what it looks like down there. and um, and There's a lot of tents down there. A lot, of, a lot of homeless people, like Krista said, there was about 90, I believe. And, and that's probably on the low side. I think, I think they counted 90, and, and you could say that there's probably always some other people. Well, 90 total in, in the city. And I think last time we talked to Cooley Cap, I thought, I thought it was like 75 of those people were at Hooska Park. And that was in July. So who knows if that number has gone up or down I wonder. I forgot to ask her when she, they would do a another count, uh, a pit count, to see how many people are there. I would imagine they would do that again, rather rather soon, just to kind of get an idea as as winter starts, as it starts to get cold. Although you wouldn't have known it. What was it yesterday? It was ninety degrees Sunday? Uh, just ninety degrees out. <laughs> it's like just uncomfortable to be outside. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, and that sounds cool. They 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 finally got this this resource center uh coming up that looks like they're gonna open at the beginning of next month. Just kind of a soft opening and and see how it goes, but get get the word out, to the Reach Center. And uh we we talked with Catholic charities I want to say it was a year ago, but maybe it was last winter, not quite a year ago, and just about doing something similar in in that in a in a building that was going to be vacated. The building was a business I, can't, I thought I feel like it was in healthcare, so it wasn't going to be any great stretch to put a you know some kind of resource center for for people in need there. But the the neighbor <laughs> the neighbors weren't into it, of course, because why would you be? You live right there, and there's a healthcare facility next door, and now it's going to turn into a homeless facility to some degree where people can go and get help. It wasn't going to be a shelter. So it was just going to be a regular business hours type thing, but uh, neighbors didn't want it there, of course, because why would we have any amount of compassion when you could just put that thing somewhere else? Go somewhere else and do your thing. Uh, so it sounds like they're going to do that somewhere else, not through Catholic Charities per se. As, uh, it sounds like everybody that has uh, dealings with homelessness in Lacrosse is, is getting in on this. Uh, the Cooley Collaborative to End Homelessness, the YWCA, Cooley CAP, Catholic Charities, Irl Salvation Army, so they're all in on this, and uh, it sounds like the YWCA is going to lead the thing, and um, that's cool. I think, uh we'll see what the city is going to do. That was the one thing that it sounded like she—I don't—I—I I, I brought it, it was at a point of contention. It sounds like the city isn't or is dragging its feet on what it can and can't do to help the homeless population in Lacrosse, um, but maybe that just has something to do with. The Biden Bucks. I call him the Biden Bucks. I don't know. Number number three has a number three has. You have a funny nickname for Joe Biden, um, Coconut,
2: Coconut Co- Joe.
0: Coconut Joe. If that would have been Donald Trump's uh, call sign for Joe Biden, I, I, he might have be he might be president right now.
2: Donald's my friend.
0: You should have been running his campaign. I feel like it would have been less uh, contentious.
2: <laughs> I just heard about uh, Tommy Thompson. You know, I always. Knew I thought I was always smarter than the average politician, you know, but now I know I am when he wants to go water skiing when he's 78 years old, is it?
0: Yeah, aren't you 70, are you 79 or 78?
2: I'm, I'm 78 years old and I quit water skiing about a year ago.
0: A year ago, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I was getting old.
0: No, no, really, when's the last time you water skied, do you think?
2: about a year ago oh. down in brownsville oh okay so yeah.
0: so this is not out of the question uh, but you're you're a little more fit than tommy Thompson I think
2: I don't know if I am or not well he I <laughs> I mean, wake up in the morning and I got a new pain someplace
0: well that's I mean you're 79 years old that's gonna happen but you Eight,
2: 78
0: 78 sorry sorry um but but you've seen tommy he's a pretty big guy yeah he is and that's not you you're not a big guy
2: well, I'm getting a beer belly, but I quit drinking, and I got, I'm got i getting fat.
0: Is it a Dr. Pe- Pepper belly or something, maybe?
2: Yeah, it's one of them old beer, well, beer guts. You and the, you
0: and the <laughs> wife always eat, no, that's the problem.
2: Well, that's it, right, right. Uh, anyway, I forgot what I was going to talk about now. Oh, I know. I think you're going to see the city of La Crosse and the county buy a motel, and have that for the homeless people this winter.
0: Well, wouldn't that make a little bit of sense? Because if we're just paying some business to to r- run homeless people out of their motel, w- wouldn't it be better better off if if the city ran it? Because they could then that a that business could have their motel for people that need to stay at a motel, and then the city. I feel like the city. There there is an argument that the city wouldn't run this more efficiently, but I at this point I think it, it could.
2: I don't know, I don't think the city can run a motel, they're not in that business. They'd have to hire a, a manager for about eighty five thousand dollars a year to manage it, and then they'd have to have about four people under the manager, <laughs> you know, so there we were talking a lot of money
0: and before we even get to that, we'd have to uh do a study to decide where to put the motel and and how many managers oh, yeah, they we have.
2: got a form of, well, we already got a committee formed, yeah. We we need another consultant.
0: Yeah, and I I guess I did I didn't have enough time, but I did want to ask them about the the idea that the city is going to have a homeless coordinator at some point. There is a, I don't know, maybe you could apply for that job. You 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 could unretire.
2: I don't think Mitch and I are that good of friends anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I just don't think I, I. this is what I see is going to come along. You know, you got, say, 100 people down there at Isle of Plume. They say 90. Well, 10 are hiding in the tent. They won't come out. Mm-hmm. So there's 100. Then you heard the gal from the Salvation Army say there's 40 down there.
0: Yep, there's 140.
2: Okay, so then you've got other people staying in hotels, in vouchers, 12 families, 400 families, 48. There's 200 people right there, Rick. Yeah,
0: I'm I, your math is you added about sixty people to that count, but yeah, we're at one forty one fifty, 150, one fifty two I think.
2: Yeah, you're easy at a two hundred because there's some down in Third Street that like to sleep on a river and that down there that they don't count or see the eyeballs at night, you know. Yeah.
0: So, so you think there's fifty people out there that are homeless that the city can't find? Good, I'd
2: say there's a good two hundred people in the city of La Crosse right now that are homeless. But that's counting the ones that are in the Salvation Army. If there wasn't room down there, they would be homeless. Yeah, they're buying vouchers for the hotels. If they weren't doing that, they'd be homeless. So you're at a two hundred real easy.
0: Yeah, I hear you. All right, thanks. Thanks for the call. I got to let that. you go. No,
2: no charge.
0: All right, no charge. No charge for that advice. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple of minutes left here. You can still get in 608-785-7914 is the talk text line. Shoot me a text. Um Chris the Salvation Army of Lacrosse. We talked about the homeless situation as we get geared up for winter and we'll see how many we we can't be camping at Huska, I don't think. I mean, I guess I guess if you're really tough, you could camp out in the out in the park in the winter. I I don't recommend it. I know people who are crazy campers, though. But I don't know if that's a person in a situation that's homeless. They'd have to get a lot of gear. I think they'd have to have a lot of extra gear, and you probably need to start a fire. Not sure if there's any fire. Pit. There's probably fire pits, at least some kind of charcoal grill at Huska Park, but it just doesn't seem feasible. Um, and uh, number three, talking about the the uh, you know spending taxpayer money essentially on vouchers to get homeless people into the motels, the homeless families, um, and maybe having the city do that, I guess. And now I think about it. I'm not sure if that's the greatest idea. I think maybe just the homeless. This homeless resource center seems like a good idea. But that the idea that the city maybe take over a building and run a homeless shelter out of it, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But what happens when we end homelessness? The city would, for sure, end homelessness at some point. Then that building would have to be changed over to something else, right? Jokes. I don't. Th- I don't think uh, we're going to solve homelessness anytime soon. Unfortunately, um, but but yeah, the having having the having a, a resource center, having a homeless shelter run by the city does it's it's worth a conversation at least, right? And that way, everything's under one umbrella. All those, it, it maybe maybe it can even be part of this this reach facility that's going to open up here pretty soon. Um, which sounds great. I, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's happening. And and the next step is to get the word out that uh, people that are in need. I don't think it's just homeless people, but I think just anyone that's having troubles. People are getting evicted right now, right? The eviction moratorium is over. Um, even the, the benefits for people on unemployment, that's ended. Of course, that ended on Labor Day, right? Because the government, do, do the officials that write that just really, hey, you know what we should do? We should end unemployment benefits on Labor Day. That'll be hilarious. Let's just do that because, you know, screw the workers. Let's screw the workers on that day. Let's give them that bad news. But um, All right. So coming up tomorrow, I'm going to have Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke on. We could talk about the 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 citizens you know the the police oversight board that would be run by the citizens' police oversight board. There we go. Uh, we got some I got some other ideas to uh, want to talk to you about. Uh, we had a great conversation probably a month ago. Try to do it every month. We had a great conversation a month ago about some of the stuff that that's going on in our area, not even just even the Derek Chauvin thing and we related that back to, to some of the things that happen in, in Lacrosse as well. but I have some good ideas and it's always an interesting conversation with with uh, the Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. All right thanks everyone for listening.